0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. My good friend Reb Nata calls me up one day. He says, we have to go to New York. <clears throat> one of my people that I know bought a brownstone in New York that some of the ovens and other things have to be cut. A brownstone is, in Manhattan, is, they're called brownstones. It's basically very, very expensive units. It's uh, from many, many years ago, and basically they sell it per floor. Some people, they're, they're usually about four or five floors. Some people take two floors, three floors, one floor, five floors. This one had three floors he took. He paid, I don't know, um, someplace in the range of 15 to $20 million for the, for the three floors. Yeah, we have to go kosher over there. Coming to the place, everything is bare. There isn't anything in the closet, no clothing, no food, no nothing. He bought it now, whatever it is, he had it all emptied out and clean. And I'm trying to figure out over here the stove, how it works. And one stove, I, I look up the um, way anyway, it is, a very expensive stove. One comes from Italy, one comes from a different country. Very expensive, expensive equipment. And I decided one of the stoves I believe was never ever used. It was a pizza stove from Italy. It looked to me that it was completely brand new, etc. I couldn't figure out how to turn on the gears over there and the other stoves. B'kitzah had the Akasha, the parts of the stoves and everything else like it. I had a torch with me. Because we decided to go for Mincha to go. It was in Manhattan. We went to the David Feinstein in MtJ right after Mincha. We asked the David, "What are we doing?" So says. Take all the parts from all the stoves, and put it into the stove downstairs, a self-cleaning stove. Turn it on for a full cycle, and then that's it. I say, I don't think it's a self-cleaning He says, yeah, it's a self-cleaning stove. Put everything in there. So I said, could I take it and put it outside on the sidewalk, and use my torch to make a lid on it? He says, no. He says, put it into the oven... That's called uh, a furnace. And uh, with the porch, you have to get every part of it, this that, put it into there. Okay, so I couldn't figure out how this oven works. So we called up the company, had um, a rep in California. We called up California, and I uh, gave them the model, and they said that model is not a self cleaning stove. And uh, I said, It's not. You know, well, what do we do now? Because I told them that on the dial, there's different kind of emblems on the dial, what there is. Could they explain to me what these emblems are all about? How you, you know, this one is for this part, this is for the broiler, and this is for the bacon, this is for this. And one emblem there, they said, is for self-cleaning. They said, but this model doesn't have it. It must be they put on the wrong knob on the stove. I say, well, in the stove that it does have it. Then how do you adjust the temperature or the period, the time period, etc., etc.? And she explained everything to me. I was pretty much drained at that point. Okay, the kitchen. Um, I put it. I put it onto that uh, thing that's supposed to be self-cleaning, even though this model is not a self-cleaning one. And I turned the knobs that's supposed to make it go on, and I see the temperature starting to go up, and it went up to a little bit of higher temperature. Then I try opening the door, and the door locked. I know if the door locked, then it has to be self-cleaning because I'm baking and embroil everything else. The door does not lock, but it's self-cleaning it does. Evidently, whatever it was, this thing was working. it. If the oven said put it into there, put out self-cleaning. It's a good thing we had all the parts in there before I even attempted, because I wouldn't have been able to open the door until it finished the cycle. And because we went through everything, and everything worked out, it was a self-cle- self-cleaning oven. Then we couldn't figure out that other oven had to turn on the gears by another oven, that pizza oven. So we got a hold of the maintenance person that was there before they bought this unit and he says oh he remembers now he went to look he says that oven I did they, they didn't tell me they need it so I never turned on the gears uh, in the crawl space but if you want I'll turn it on now I said yeah turn it on now so I'll make sure the thing works etc etc and we did that then the ball boss comes in we were there for two days and the ball boss comes in and he says you see I left here an envelope with money, that you should be able to go to any stores in Manhattan and buy what you want. But all food items and everything I left didn't leave here a single speck of food. So I asked them why not. They says, because I knew that the person of is bringing you will always find something wrong with some of the food items. I decided, let me just have no food there. You want any food? Here's plenty of money, envelope with money. Go buy whatever you want, but I'm not lavish would ask you tell this is no good and that's no good, everything else. I said, by the way, so you think now you have a kosher home, right? He says, once you guys kosher the oven, it's a kosher home. But I'm telling you, it's not a kosher home. He says, why isn't it a kosher home? I said, because all of your toilets are electrically operated toilets. He said, what are you talking about? I said, when I flushed, I know the resistance on a flusher. There was no resistance. So I knew it has to be working by electric, and if not, it didn't believe me, so I went looking around, and I found a plug in the bathroom, I unplugged it, and you try to flush, it doesn't flush, so I can tell you one thing is, that first of all, Shabbos and Yontem, you can not use it, second of all, (coughs) if you have your electric doesn't work, or whatever else it is, you're out of business, and my mail, it's going to cost you to change every one of these toilets, and I believe that these are at least $5,000 toilets, and that part is not kosher, you can't use so I thought I covered everything by having no food over here in the house, but evidently we made a mistake. At another time, uh, I went to Inscript David, and I was doing a job in the in the hotel there for Shabbos, and they ordered in a New York Times newspaper for the people. And I knew in that area in Connecticut, usually the hotels don't get the New York Times. They get a different paper at most, but not the New York Times. So it was specially ordered by the party planner for these people. This was to mention, and they wanted to have the New York Times. And the boss himself that was doing the affair, his mother, the older lady, always reads the New York Times every single day. this Sunday, whatever else it is, and they need the New York Times. So when the Times came, I basically had the guy put it down someplace in a hidden place, and I felt that it was Mokzi, and it came from out of the trove, etc., etc. The kids of the ball both wanted to know where it is, and I told him that it's Mokzi, and I let it tell you, ah, your mother needs it, whatever else it is. he uh, carried on, and he says he has a psak from a rogue, that they could use it, even though it came here on Shabbos, etc., etc. If that's the case, here it is, go do whatever you want. But he was upset, he was upset on me enough that he decided that he's not going to take me anymore to do his affairs, so, I went to the David and I asked the David Feinstein, is this Muktzah?" and I explained them all the and of how it is and how it is. So, so let me tell you a few things. First of all, definitely was Mukta and you will make a big mitzvah by hiding the paper that so they shouldn't be over on the on the hold of kind of And let me tell you another thing. Anytime you have um Party planner doing something Shabbos and Yantif, you'll always be full of Shabbos, whether it's with the flowers, with the lights, with newspaper, whatever else it is. Don't ever undertake a job to do as in a place for Shabbos or Yantif, there's a party planner involved. You tell them about Simcha in advance that there's a party planner, even though they're not going to be there, the orders that they give the ones to do the work, whether they're there or they're not there. I don't not undertake and since then what I did was it was a party planner. doesn't exist. I don't undertake that kind of job at all. One of the things me and my wife does is because of some experience that I have in it is when people have a, a ticket Driving ticket or something like it. and I would try to tell them what I would do in their case. And basically, we've had a number of people calling this. And that it's a it's a it's a busy enterprise. Basically, uh, one of the something that we do to help our people with this. One of the lawyers we use, basically in New York. And one day we get a call from her secretary on Chalamutzukis a few years ago, and says that because of the, the amount of business we've sent her, if anybody in our immediate family gets a ticket in Brooklyn, they'll do it on the house. So my wife says, and where is the lawyer now? She says she went on vacation to Israel. We didn't even know if this was a Jewish lawyer or not, because we don't pick lawyers by religion. We take them by their qualifications. So my wife says, you know, when she comes back from Israel, tell her to give me a call. So she gave a, she called here a little bit after the circus. And my wife asked her, you know, where you, uh, what's the case, you went to Israel. I have an apartment there, which we were surprised. And she says, I have a son learning in the mirror, and I have a son learning in, in uh, one of the brisk. Oh, we were very surprised. It's that very interesting to hear. And then after that talking, she said, It happens to be that there's a judge in New York, that, a traffic judge, that's about Shuba <coughs> for many years. And he needs So my wife tries to change the subject. And I said, no, oh, please have him send me in his resume. I want to see the resume. I see the resume. He was no youngster. He was a Coyen. And one of the names on the resume, my wife happened to know from years ago in Baltimore. So she calls up that person from Baltimore, that lady. She says, do you know this person? She says, yeah. He eats by us almost every single Shabbos. He always has a devarator to say over very, very, very refined person, and he really needs a shidduch. So I was involved with somebody else that tried to put together a shidduch that broke apart from um, a, a girl, basically an older girl, and it fell apart. The shidduch uh, it didn't go, and she dropped it, and basically tried getting it back together, this and that. I tried, didn't go. I decided, you know, maybe that shidduch is for that. So I called that person. I say, could you send me the resume of that girl that we've been trying to put together a shidduch for? He says, let me see the boy's resume. I said, send me the girl's, send me the girl's. Then he takes a look at the boy's resume. He says, nah, this is not going to go. My wife takes a look. She says, nah, this is not going to go. I said, well, who are we to decide? Let the boy's decide. I went and sent off both resumes by email to both people. I said, review it and let me know your feelings. So the girl calls back. She says, you know, I know I'm getting older this now, but this is not exactly what I'm looking. I said let me ask you i said i didn't talk to the boy yet but do you think it's that bad you wouldn't go out once said, no once i would go out. okay so i called up the uh, i sent him an email i said what do you say about it? this is you know she's a ffb and this and that doctor sure work and this and that so he doesn't know i said would you go out once with her he said yes once you would go out if she's Moscow. okay they went out once then they went out twice And then, you know, there were some bumps in the road, etc., etc., third, fourth time. And, Baruch Hashem, um, about uh, four or five months ago, I went to the Bris of the third child of Simcha. So, basically, and then what happened was very interesting is, um, a cousin of mine, basically with the same name, had a case in front of this, uh, had use that lawyer that recommended this judge for the shilich, and use that lawyer, and it came in front of this judge for their hearing. And basically she was very concerned, because he's a very, very straight shooter, and he's going to say that the conflict of interest, and he really can't take the case, because this person is somebody that he knows, he knows the relative of this and that, but what he did was, uh, this person was on the telephone, And he claimed he was a medic. And he says that it was an emergency call to the doctor. And he had a letter from the doctor. He had the proof from the telephone service that he was on this and this call at that time. So the judge did very, very smart. He asked the officer, do you want me to rule on this case? Or, based on all the facts that you see now, do you want to withdraw your complaint? And the officer realized that he's better off withdrawing the complaint than having uh, the judge rule against him. So he withdrew the complaint. So Rio, the judge was very, very smart and he didn't have to rule on this case, even though there may have been accountable of interest because the officer basically withdrew the complaint. Uh, I was invited to a wedding in New York and I was coming back uh, from out of town. I came into Kennedy Airport and there was a downtown Brooklyn. It was one of these places that they kosher the place. You know, it wasn't in a cater his own hall, it was a uh, different one which they had a mashkiyach, the Akasha, et etc., etc. I went in just to say Mazel Tov, and uh, as I was leaving, so some other fellows, yeshiva-like, asked me, could we eat over here? I say, I haven't got the foggiest idea, I'm heading home, uh, I have no intention of eating, they said, but we want to know if we could eat here. I said, I don't know why, I say, I take a look, I see near the kitchen, is standing a nice Hasidish uh, younger man, must be the mashkiyach, go ask him, they said we don't know what to ask. You don't know what to ask. I said, okay, let's go. Let's all go together. So the five of them together with me, we go there. I ask him in Jewish, who cooked here today, and were you here? He says, yeah, I was here. I captured everything. And the one that cooked everything over here was Okay. I go into the kitchen. I ask, could I go into the kitchen? He says yes. I go in with these five young lights and he stays on the outside. I say, uh, who's Johnny the Chef? And a big uh, shocher says, I is Johnny the Chef. What's your question, Rabbi? So I said, you cooked everything today? He said, I cooked everything. I say, where's your Rabbi Majgich? He says, he was here early in the day, and he went out. I don't know where he is. He must be someplace in the building. But I haven't seen him in quite some time. But he must be here someplace. Okay, so I, I went out. And these young whites says, I don't understand you. The guy tells you, Yoina Fekata, and you basically come and look for Johnny the chef. (coughs) I said, I know (coughs) the chefs in the kosher industry. There is no It Doesn't exist. Yoina by me is Johnny. Fekata in English means black. So I knew what I'm looking for, and that's why I addressed that. They said, What? And that's what a masgir should do and tell you? They all picked themselves up and they all went home and they ate nothing in the place. (coughs) I used to discuss sometimes with the Bzalog (coughs) Epstein My issue that I'm having, you know, trying to get people to change certain things in Kashfis and etc etc. So the Bzalog Epstein, very, very smart, uh, well thought out uh, person, tells me with who are you handling? I say with these and these Rabonimes is not. That's not their agenda. Their agenda is not going to be to improve these things in consciousness. He, they have to satisfy their mispallum, their shul, the weiblich, the kids. That's what they have to This is not in their realm. Handle with the consumer. Don't handle with the bottom. You're not going to get any place that way. The consumer, okay. So, a year or two later, he meets me again. He says, Oh, how you doing now? So I give, like, a little bit of um, turn with my head. Say, sir, you still didn't learn to handle just with the consumer, not from the bottom. He said, eventually you he says, eventually you'll learn. But let me tell you something. Don't give it to the consumer, shachmat, that you can't use the thing. Because of what they do with them. they go to the door, who knows nothing about Kashus anyways. And he tell you, I know he has to satisfy the people. They want it at home. They want to be able to eat the pizza or whatever else it is. Or the sushi. Uh, so mela like, yeah, you could use it, this and that. And all to do something. But if you make fakes by them, <coughs> the stuff they don't want have and they'd rather go look for something else that's not a stuff and use that. And basically, I started doing that, and Berkshire uh, was more successful. <coughs> One day I realized that there's in North Jersey a, a row from New York, an older dog, that's given after on a catering call, And I found that from from uh, reliable people that the caterer who's a... Uh, not religious, not ashamed of Shabbos at all, comes in there on Shabbos and they start preparing and cooking for the for Sunday affair. They have evidently have, so have keys to the kitchen, they have keys to everything. It's a gate. I call up the rabbi and I tell him what it is. What does it he says, I hear what you're saying. Thank you very much. Then, I two or two, three weeks later, I find that some other issues that there is over there, and they're bringing in this product and that product. I call him up on his own business. After the third time of me telling him certain issues that there is, he tells me, Let me ask you, Rabbi. You see that I haven't made any changes and I haven't done anything. Could you tell me why in the world you keep on calling me about these things when I have no interest in changing anything? I said, You know, I don't have an answer. Thank you. See, after the a few weeks later, I'm going to Chassana in New York and one of the stardom on the invitation has the same last name as this rabbi. So I go over to somebody I know, I say, would you know if this rabbi is part of this mishpacha? So the guy looks around, he says, you see that person standing in the corner, that old lead? That is who that rabbi is. I go over to him, I say your name is this and this. He says, yes. I say my name is as follows. And he says, oh, do you have an answer to my question? I said, yes, I do. You mind sitting down by a table? He says, fine, we'll sit down." It was during the Shemur, and we sat down by a table, and I told him that he looks considerably older than me. He says, that's being very observant, I appreciate that. I said, in all likelihood, you will meet meet your maker, Bezen before I will. He says, very likely. I said, and they're going to ask you why you allow them to cook on Shabbos, and why you allow this, and why you allow that. So usually you would shrug your shoulder and say, I didn't know. That, Territ, is what I want to take away from you. And you know what's going to happen. He says, yes, they're going to tell me where to go. I say, that's right. I got to tell you. Two weeks later, he removed his exkaka from the place. He realized that, you know, it's this is what it is. <coughs> I was by a bris in New York in Turvidas. And a certain, um, Rosh Hashiva, schleps me over to Rappam. And he says, Rappam, this Yid, writes certain Kashrus letters and other kind of things about Kashrus, And he attacks all the ones and this and that. And, you know, And, and uh, Rosh Hashiva, Rappam, you have to stop this. So Rappam says, I'll get out to read the letters that he has. Very, very informative. And I think it's very important what he does. So the it says, yeah, yeah, but uh, that is, uh, you know, you see what he writes. is oh, you must probably mean Yeah, you do come across very strong. So what you should do is the last paragraph, tone it down a little bit. So you'll have, you'll be the whole thing, just the last paragraph so that the uh, shiva says who says that he knows what he's talking about maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about all oh i hear so the Palm says uh, uh my rabbitson and me we have certain ca- cautious questions of things at home do you think that you could spend some time with us to go through the things by me in the house and explain to the rabbits her questions that she has i said be more than happy to do it tell me when you want it's this thursday evening Whatever it was, 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, I said, good, I'll be there. Went down there, I was there for about an hour, an hour and a half. She had some chalice on chickens, why is the the bleeding gold? Because I tried explaining what it is. So she said, so could I use it or not? I said, no, I don't pass it in I'll give you the facts, what it is. The she, will posk it on it. I'll give you the facts. Okay, listen. Then he met me another time and he asked me to come down again to ask These other questions, which I did. Then a few years later, after um, her palm was lifted, that Abbotson had something with her leg. She had an operation or something like it. And she came to, she was in a rehab center for her leg. And uh, my wife decided um, to go visit her. So I said, I'll go along. And uh, knock on the door, and she says, come in. And uh, she was sitting in a chair with a walker in front of her. And as we walk in... So the, palm is, mocked, the, the bits of palm is mocking herself to be able to stand up. So my wife says, I'm coming over. Don't stand up. She says, I'm not standing up for you. I'm standing up for that other person that came with you. She says, do you know him? She says, I saw him, but I know that the, the Roshiva had a lot of respect for him. And he was by us in the house. I don't know his name, what it was. Then she asked the name. My wife said the name. I found out, oh, okay, that was the story with that. Went to visit the Reb on a number of occasions, and one of the times I asked him, I said I was in by a shvita someplace, and the shoychah goes just with one knife to the shvita, and I said there's ungenomen all over, and you go with at least two or three knives to the shvita. So I told him that the shoychah tells me a yois that he's pretty much the manager in the place over here with the Balabas. He feels that you know there's no reason. That, uh, you know, anybody's going to say anything to him, so he could go upstairs and get all the other knife. And he doesn't want that it should be laying around over here where the guy could have access to him. He could damage it, et cetera, et cetera, So that's what he does. So I said, look, if I can't, I said, if you're the baller boss, it's it, it's a bigger problem. Because when you go away from the line, from the shvita line, basically, that means the workers don't have work what to do. a number of workers are standing idle and it comes out of your pocket, et etc. et cetera. I said, and basically, I said, Rebchatzka Levenstein said that it says by benching you're supposed to put the knife under the table. because of a that somebody went by Rene Yerushalayim and he got so nisragish about Churban Abayas that he went and stabbed himself with it. So He put the knife under the table. Rebchatzka Levenstein, if a person comes to that matzah and he saw nisragish from the Churban Abayas, wouldn't he bend down and pick up the knife? we see a white Chazal shots up Axelus that a person if it's over here in front of him will take it but he's not going to bend down. so I told that Sherechit Axelus is also Axelus to go for you to go up to your office and go get the knife and this and that it eh, could be that your heart will say no there's really nothing wrong with this knife it's good enough etc etc so I used to Sherechit so had big kindness on me so I used to vote if I'm right so he says you're hundred right. Or well, my say, it's a very nice two that you have over here, and the of them is good But then I mean, when you had every right to tell it. then I tell him another thing: that's a that you couldn't shach all the chickens, <coughs> and you have one a uh, have a a truckload of chickens that has to be shached for the next day. <coughs> I say when the chickens are in the crates on the truck, you can't really feed them, and if you can't feed them. The Shaykhit of Albasa the plant really can't eat in the morning because he didn't feed his behamas. Didn't feed his chickens. He can't eat. So I mentioned it to that one. Rosen says, enough. So I said, so usually he used to eat six o'clock in the morning before the Shrita. Now I told him he can. So he says, what he'll do is he'll eat after the shit, he'll eat at eleven o'clock. So Rosma says, he says, so what's wrong with that? I said, very simple. Somebody that's used to eating six o'clock in the morning. By seven, seven thirty, his head starts spinning already, and by eleven o'clock, he's completely oesmantic. He can't, he can't rely on a shchita. Sort of goes and thinks for a minute. He says, "You know, he the that he can't. Either he does a shecht or whatever else it is, because feeding the chickens he can't. But his system over there with eating later doesn't stim the chesben. He's got to do some other sort of setup." Then I was there by him another time, and yesterday about the Missouri of the chickens, this was about 23 years ago, the Missouri of chickens that we have here in America, and he went through the whole Missouri what it is, and how you have the Missouri of I thought my grandfather was a Shaykhid, and my father was a Shaykhid and my grandfather sholichid, and this is the kind of chickens he sholichid in Europe, and this and that, so I said, so I know at least for 60, 70 years, this is the kind of chickens, there was other that came from Europe, that sholichid, so he says, so that in itself is a missouri. He said, now sure we have a problem, because every farmer tries to develop another breed of a chicken, that he would bred with this and course bred with that. You don't know what it, this one is and what that one is, and you ask them, you can't believe them, because just about all of them are not Shabbos. You can't believe them over here. We don't have a good setup over here to get a chicken that we know there's a missouri on and this and that. It's everybody coming with everything. So I told them, I see that you asked the Kabir chicken." Why you asked for the Kabir Chicken? So he says, Did you ever see the Kabir chicken? I said, Yes, I did. It was made by the cats family. And I yes, I studied the Kabir chicken very well. So he says, first of all, it has no feathers by the neck. So it's different than a different chicken. It's it also has feathers that went down lower on its leg. Which basically is also different than the regular chicken. It doesn't crow like a regular chicken. And a number of other things he's gone through with me, a lot of other differences. He says, once you start seeing these differences, and you don't know what it was crossbred, that loses the majority because it looks different than a chicken. Says, you have to look at then he told me certain things to look when they raise it at the farm, etc., 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 cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But gets to that other chicken that came up in a stroll uh, two, three years ago, which the uh, mosch mm. uh, Sternbuch and uh, basically uh, asked it, so those same people, I forgot the name of that the chicken they had over there, but they those same people came to America and they have now this Targil chicken, which I went to see the Targil chicken what it is. If it was not asked the Kabir chicken, the Targil chicken, he would have asked it, uh, ten times more. It has big ear lobes and it has uh, it crows a little different than a chicken. It flies higher than a chicken. It's a wild uh, thing over here. It's got just so many, so many different things over here, which themselves, but there is no mystery. And I told them they wanted to bring me a uh, truckload of chickens to analyze. I say, I've seen the chickens already. I want to go to the farm where it grows. They didn't want to let me go, but to the farm this and that. But basically, I think anybody that used the the, the the that chicken, the tiny girl chicken, my stomach, according to my and they would have to catch the kale. Are you here now? That the muchi Sternbuch and uh, the, uh, Moshe Branddorfer both said that if anybody used that chicken or the one they had in that store should really, in full likelihood, it should cash it that came the Bjarke, basically, The Biaqov basically used to answer me, if people didn't, couldn't get an answer from him, they used to send me I got from the Biaqov and the I got an answer. There's times that they told me that I can't say it over, the they of the Valyag and etc. I've had that already. Uh, um, uh, and um, the Marshall uh, Chanukah, he and the Chanukah Motta Shabbos you First, make up doll, or do you uh, like Hanukkah Minerva? And Abiakab told everybody in the shul that whatever you do is very uh, scalpful, because I want to know what he does. So uh, I had a bath when he's going to make Abdullah and like Hanukkah Minerva, and then knock on the back door. And the rabbitson comes to the door to open up, and uh, she says, Abiakab, dost thou so he says, do, So she says, Yeah, he says, I come in, he tells me, first of all, He says, You don't want to know for yourself what to answer. You want to be able to tell the others. Now you can't tell others. That was one time. i had a, no- a number of things like that with uh, with Yaakov. He was also my Masada in Kedushin in, uh, in Baltimore. Uh, before that, basically, when I was becoming a Chosen, so I asked Rabbi Yaakov, How do you deal? With the thing that my my kashver is a real Yaki. I started to ask him whatever he's talking to that he should write it down and we should have something writing. He says the I said no. He said Machta by me Okay, so we arranged Lachaim should be by Avi in the house, and Lachaim spoke to him and spoke to him in basically in a pretty fluent German that you know, what what he what sucks to, what does my father say, or this, or and this so and that. I said, I'm gonna write everything down. I'm gonna keep it in my wallet. If it ever comes a question of what was discussed and what was the upmark, this and that, you know, I have it with me in my wallet and I could always give you information what it is. Okay. Very nice way of handling. A few years later, less than five years really and I'm talking to Yaakov. i met him a number of times. He says how is things working out? Isn't that? Is he given what he had? He says he. I said he's given a lot more than he had. To. I said why is it a be yes, asking now? He says because I have this saddle in my wallet, And showing. I wanted if I could take it out already. I said yeah, you can take it out. You can dispose of it. It's fine. And basically, it was my misadventure. It's a longer story over there. What happened by the by the by the thing? But you know, we will go into it, what happened over there by the. By the Hasidim Bolton. Once I came there, my, Baal, uh, the, my Shver told me that I didn't know if you'll be able to find two um, people for Adam, so I went and took two um, local people that I uh, appointed told them they should be Adam by the Hasidim. And I held on one of them that he's apostolatus. The kids uh Yes, <coughs> what do I do? <clears throat> so Rebbe Yaakov said that, I hear, he didn't answer him, he him a second time, 3rd doesn't answer. Then they come, they want to go to the Badeka. So I told the Yaakov, I'm not going to the Badek until told you to tell me how we're going to handle this, I hope this was a So he says, I say, So I went over to um, Bocher, that used to be my roommate, he's now a mashgir, a yeshiva, not some weissman. And I tell him, please, uh, you'll come up over there, you'll be an aide. We're not going to call up the aides on the microphone will come. There. Then I go over to the first one that I tell that he's not an aide. And I tell him that I'm not being reminded of you as an aide, only the other two. And I tell the other two, I'm being reminded of you as an aides and nobody else. And I go stand again, right near the collar, where my position was. So the Vyakov comes over to me, and he says... I heard from the distance how you told him in his face that uh, you're not making him an aid only the other two. And then, when you come over here to stand over here, he walks over to you and tells you thank you. He would let me tell you something that's important for you to know for the rest of your life. A person hears what he wants to hear. You know what you said and I heard what you said. But he heard differently of what you said, because that's what he thought and that's what he wanted to hear. So just remember, sometimes you'll hear a person will tell you something, and basically, and you will you think you heard one thing, the finally he said something else. So, you know, don't jump conclusions, basically, on what you heard. So then my father comes over to find out what's doing. So the says, me and you are the question. It's a good, like, you know, stay out of this. Everything is fine and But <coughs> Before the chuppah, I asked the Maybe we should go to the chuppah a little bit earlier, because the chuppah is outside, and it looks like it's going to rain. So he says and uh, what are you concerned if it rains i said the people will get wet he said you're concerned about the people you're concerned about the house and the kala? i said i'm concerned about the house in he said don't worry he said the house in the kala are not going to get wet rains. because um most of the people went in but some people were behind the house and the kala as they went into the building as soon as the house and the kala walked into the building came a, a little bit of a downpour and some people had to get wet but most of the were made it inside when Rabbi um, Yaakov, the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, when he was around, he stayed by his daughter in Baltimore by and Rebetzin-Diskind. Because so I went with my father and my wife and my children we went to visit him. So Rebetzin-Diskind said that the last few weeks he doesn't talk at all, doesn't say anything, and don't try to get him to talk because he doesn't talk. But he knows everything what's going on that they tested already. He knows exactly what's going on, he looks at people, he recognizes everybody, but he's not talking. Okay, so and my father tells me uh, you don't don't push it. But I couldn't. So I asked Yaakov by saying one of the last few weeks in Daftoira is a word with the shadows if he say Koive or Koye. And it's also in the in the in the Kinnis and other places what's the right way to say? Jacob so picks up his head and he says you and is das I said I the so he says you're is an wichtig genug zu wissen to this and euch have told okay so I had no answer uh, when we went to be my I asked in this skin did he start speaking after that? She says, No, that was the only time he spoke in all those weeks, never said anything before, never said anything afterwards. Another time, when I asked Rabbi Yaakov in, in Shul, I asked him, It says in Allah um, that you say uh, by the Rabban Shalom, the first time you end with the second time is Hanaini, the third time Sitzani. I say, So when do you say the Yiratsim? He says, I say it three times, the Rabban Shalom. So the next day, the second day Yontif, I stayed to listen to what he does. And I heard him say twice to the Bunchman once the Yodson. So I go over to me after that thing. I said, You know, I've heard you say this. He's oh, I forgot I really should have told you the the, the whole secret right away. My father and have said the Yodson. So what I do is like this. The first day Yontav, I say three times to the Bunch for the Bachalimus for the Beat Haloimus and everything else like that. Second day Yantov, how many Biathaloimus can I have? Had in one night that two times your brainstorm shouldn't help. And that's when I said the year uh,